ABC Tonight, the next chapter of The Bachelor journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to your heart. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note? It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dykewood Mills. Dykewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination with over 2,000 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and the author of several best-selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 200 branches. First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dykewood Mills. Amen! Oh, I can't feel your excitement. I said amen! It's time for testimonies. Amen! Hallelujah. How many of you have been blessed by the testimonies? You are becoming wiser through the testimonies. And this morning, we have powerful testimonies. Please help me welcome Kofi Apia to give us a testimony. Please encourage him even as he comes on stage. Hello, my name is Kofi Apia from the Anakazo Bible School, MP Campus. I am an usher. Uh, eight years ago, uh, my testimony is about the fact that uh, through the word of our daddy bishop, Dr. Ward Mills, my uncle's business was revived. And how it was revived was through, uh, it had a problem. I had to come from Kumasi to help him because he was really struggling with his LPG gas filling station. Sis was down. Uh, he was not making enough profit, so he decided to even at a point to stop the business but and and we, we were trying to do all means to make it work we were even under under we are not giving the people the exact measurement the exact kilos but still it was not working because the bible says curses be the teeth curses be the house of the teeth so we were trying to make it work then two uh, bishops preaching i think eight years ago he said in, at the Kodesh, he said that People, most people, those in the measurement business, calibration, they don't give you the exact kilos, exact measurement. And we, I, I, I took the wisdom from it, and I decided, we decided to give the people the exact kilos. So we were selling six, uh, six tons at a time in a month. But the wisdom, when we decided to give the people the exact kilos, Within a short time, six tons in a month changed to six tons within 12 hours. So the profit that we were making, the profit that we were making within a month changed to every 12 hours. We were making the same profit. Profit, sorry, profit. So I want to encourage everybody, whatever business you are doing, if you are in that calibration business, give the people the exact amount of kilos or quantity. And... And don't be afraid that you 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 make you make a loss or something. God God will help you. 
That's that's why I'm encouraging everybody. Another my another another testimony also was doing the uh, obligation uh, camp. Bishop prophesied prophesied that people should receive iPhones, iPad. Then before he prophesied, he looked at me on the stage. I was just seated on the stage, and he said, "Receive iPhone, receive iPad." And by the grace of God, the next day my cousin came from Amsterdam, and I was not expecting anything from anything from him. So when he came, I was just in my room, and he came and he said, "Kofi, have this, have this phone, have this iPhone. And I have the phone here." And I want to And I want to encourage everybody. It was last week. So, so last week, when when he was, I was still jumping. If you if you can go back and watch that video, I was on the stage and I was jumping to receive it. And I I thank God that I I, I for the life of Bishop Bishop. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Why don't you give the Lord a shout of praise? When you are doing business, give the people what they deserve. Don't cheat them. Hallelujah. We have another testimony. Help me welcome Peter Azura to give us his testimony. Please encourage him even as he comes on stage. Hallelujah. Amen. My name is Peter Azura. I'm a Nigerian. Um, I'm the Collegono campus of Anakazu. I'm an Anakazu student by the grace of God. Yeah, I'm also a lawyer by profession. My testimony basically is about the blessings of the Lord through bishop planting churches and the, the word of God to reconcile with your father. Amen. Um, my parents sent me to, to England when I, was, when I was 17 to go and study law. But when I went, I really joined the wrongest crowd you can imagine. Yeah was involved with fraud was involved with drugs I used to smoke weed a lot 247 I mean I'm always high yeah I used to sell it I used to grow it actually yeah uh, ended up going to prison uh, because of fighting impregnated a lady twins I mean so many things you can't, you can't even imagine some of the things yeah yeah but Eventually, a friend, a friend invited me to church. His name is Chinedu Mobo. He invited me to church, and it was a lighthouse church in Leicester. Uh, I remember I used to go to church with we in my pocket when I started going. I would go, I'm saggy, lokofista, my, my hair all bushy, I have we in my pocket and all that. But gradually, gradually, my life started changing. Amen. And I remember a particular day when I encountered Jesus in church. I think they were doing praise and worship or so. And I had a vision, and I saw Jesus on the cross, and that really changed my life radically. I changed like that. Amen. Yeah. And uh, my pastor gave me a message. His name is Reverend Joe Opoku. He's in, he's in Aburi right now. He gave me a message lies the doorway to demons. Uh, where Bishop was saying that when troops amass at the border, they can enter uh, into your heart. He was talking about um, a demon he casted out in a lady. I think the last thing he asked the lady was, he asked the demon, what's your name? The demon said, no, the demon said, how did you enter? He said, the belt of truth was loose. Yeah, I remember those messages really affected me. And that's how I was introduced to, to, to Bishop. And I started following him since then. And by the grace of God, although you can imagine the kind of life I was living, my relationship with my parents was really not good. But through listening to the messages, 
listening to the messages, my heart really turned towards my dad. Started loving him. We sent him messages. Started communicating with him. And uh, at a point, he didn't believe I was saved. He thought I was trying to dribble them. He didn't believe it. Yeah. So he, he took a flight and came to, came to England. He didn't tell me he was coming. He came a surprise visit <laughs> to see what was really happening. But when he came, he really saw that, no, actually, I'm really changed. I'm really, really changed. A lot of Christian books in my room. I'm always in church. I stay long hours in church. I was a safe teacher. You see me teaching the, the youth how to dance and all that. So, yeah. By the grace of God, I've received a lot of blessings through him, cars and so many things. There's no time for me to go into that. Uh, I just want to say thank you very much, Bishop, for planting churches. Thank you very much for the messages. Please send us, we'll go with more churches so that people like me can be saved. Amen. Thank you very much. Oh, put your hands together for a powerful testimony. Do you want to hear more testimonies? Please help me welcome Hannah Akron to give us her testimony. Please put your hands together as we welcome Hannah to give us her testimony. Amen. My name is Hannah Akron, an elder from First Love Church, Kolebu. Some months ago, my husband and I found out that we were going to become parents. If I were so happy, and we thought God had blessed us. So, after that, I mean, I was expecting the normal pregnancy symptoms and all that. But, after a while, I realized that these symptoms were becoming so severe. In fact, I could vomit more than five times a day. I became so weak. Then the nausea was so excessive. In fact, I couldn't do anything and it affected every aspect of my life. So at a point in time, my husband was like, no, this can't continue. Let's go to the hospital. When we went to the hospital, the doctor was like, mm, my blood pressure is too low. And that is it's so severe. I have to be admitted and they have to put drips on me. So when I heard that, I was so, I was so sad. I was like, ah, what is this? Isn't this supposed to be a blessing? Why should I be admitted and all that? And I said, no, I just got up and then I left the hospital. I ran away to the house. <laughs> when I got to the house, my husband was like, ah, why? Why didn't you let them admit you? I mean, why are you back? So, um, so what happened was that I, I told him that, no, I believe that wasn't my portion. I believe I'll be healed. So the following Sunday, we had wisdom impartation service. And then I came to church. Bishop preached powerfully as usual. And then it was time for communion service. I mean, before the communion service, I, I don't know, I was expectant of a, of a miracle. I was, I, was, I was waiting for my healing. And then Bishop spoke extensively about the communion. He said that we have to believe in the healing power of the communion. We shouldn't just take it for granted. So Bishop prayed over the communion and then I, I took the communion. And then the following day, as usual, I was there. Then I noticed that, ah, I've not, I've not vomited. I've not, I don't, I don't feel nausea. I'm completely okay. And I was like, okay, then let me wait for maybe some days to see if, I mean, it will continue. Can you believe that by the grace of God, up until now, I'm okay. I feel refreshed. I feel normal. I, I feel healed. And when I went back to the hospital for checkup, the doctor was like, ah, but you, you are okay. Your blood pressure is okay. You are okay. Why are you here? There's no need for you to be here. So I just want to thank God for bringing Bishop Doug into our lives. I want to thank Daddy 
for always giving us opportunity to take the communion. There is healing in the communion. And up to now, I believe strongly that if, if it hadn't been for that communion, I don't know where I'll be by now. So I want to encourage everybody to believe in the power of the communion. Amen. There's healing in the communion. We have another testimony. Help me welcome Reverend Benny to give us his testimony. Please put your hands together as we welcome Reverend Benny. Oh, please encourage him even as he comes to testify. Hallelujah. Um, my name is uh, Benedictus Anan, and um, five years ago, Bishop sent me to Congo, Kinshasa. Um, and um, just before we left, uh, I was part of a team of people that were supposed to go to Angola. And then the week we were supposed to leave, um, the direction changed immediately, and I was. I was bound for and, and the next flight to Kinshasa. But a Tuesday before we left, I think it was the 25th of January, that message is recorded in the Poimano. Um, Bishop was preaching, Daddy was preaching, and getting to the end of the message, he called me and called my wife to stand on the stage. We are just on the first step of the stage. And then um, as he was preaching, he used us as an example um, in his similitude, prophetic similitude. He was just... An example, and he was saying that he was saying that this is an example of somebody who is going straight, and then suddenly the, the, there is a river that has changed the direction of his mission and is going to Kinshasa. You know, and in that particular message, Bishop was talking about ten commandments on survival, and was saying that even though something is supposed to go straight, things can happen, and then there is a river, an undercurrent that can change the direction immediately. Um, just before he finished them, he said a lot of things and it was quite hilarious. So we're all laughing. Um, I gave a picture to the media team. Yes. So we're standing on the stage and very, I mean, he said a lot of nice things. And as he was speaking, we're all just laughing about it. But just before he finished, he said that as we are sending them to Kinshasa, this changing from Angola to Kinshasa is just a simple thing. So that river they can cross. But as we are going, as they are going, we know that there is another current just off the shore. And in that message, you can listen to the message. He said, a few meters off the shoreline, there is another current. And we, are, we even feel compassion for them. I'm quoting exact, the exact words he used. He said, we even feel compassion for them. And we are worried whether they will survive. Because these are some of our choices that are here. And we are sending them away. And so, I mean, after he said that, he, he turned to us and then he said, may you survive. And then we said, amen. And then we came down. Um, two months, that, that was Tuesday. Friday, I was on, on the flight to Kinshasa and I landed in Kinshasa on Saturday. Two and a half months exactly after we, have, uh, we had left Ghana, we had had a convention in church and then myself, my wife, and then my assistant, who was also my best friend from school, um, we had gone out of town to spend some time. And then just before we left in the evening, it started to rain. Now, because it had started to rain, we could have just stayed over. But our host who had come to, who was hosting us, had just brought yogurts and ice cream and a lot of things. And then, and my wife said, ah, but you've waited till we have to leave. Then you are bringing ice cream. Because, because you have brought the ice cream now, we are staying. You know, and then Pastor Ivan said, well, he wanted to go home because he didn't want to, I mean, me and my wife are around. He doesn't want to stay, so he's just going home. You know, and so we said, ah, but we have, we've all planned that we are going to eat this ice cream. Then you suddenly change your mind. So it was like, okay, go, go, you go, 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 go. So he entered a taxi, a car, and then he went home. That night was the last time we saw him. 
the next morning we received a phone call that a house that we lived in we all lived in had collapsed during a rainstorm and um, that's exactly two months two and a half months so we had to he had to be buried and all of that but the main thing is that i realized when i was coming back and i was watching that those videos because someone brought gave me a gift of all the old videos and i was i, I looked for that particular video and i realized that that similitude was so prophetic because from the very time that we stood on the stage every single thing that daddy said that looked even funny that we're laughing at was not funny at all was exact same thing that happened to us especially when he said we know that just a few meters off the shoreline there's another current if i'm standing here and my ministry was not abruptly cut short but i'm here and god is giving me more grace to finish my work is because just before we left the stage, a prophet turned his back and said, may you survive. It looked like, it looked like a joke. And, I mean, it looked like ice cream was what saved us. But as I looked at the video, I realized that it was because two of us were standing on the stage. And in this particular video, you said there was another picture um, I gave to the media team. You see, Pastor Ivan sitting behind Bishop Oko, and he was also laughing because he said a lot of things as he was preaching. It looked, it didn't look prophetic. It's like he was chatting and saying something, and we were all just laughing as I was standing on stage. But exactly what he said is what has preserved our life. Daddy, thank you so much. Thank you so much for sending us, and thank you so much for the prophetic covering that you gave to us. If it had not been that you just turned your back just at the end of the message and said, "May you survive," it would have been a different story for me. It may be that I would not have finished my ministry. Maybe he had finished, but I would not have finished my ministry. God's grace to me has come because you prophesied and you declared that may, go, may I survive. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. Let's believe in the prophecy. Hallelujah. We have a final testimony. Let's welcome Mr. Krobo to give us his testimony. Please put your hands together as we welcome Mr. Krobo to give us his testimony. Oh, please encourage him. Praise the Lord. You are a very boring crowd. Praise the Lord. Um, I am going to speak very quietly now because I want everybody to concentrate and listen. Because what I am going to say now is going to be life-defining. And I mean it, life-defining. I am a 65-year-old man. And I refer to Bishop, who is much younger to me, as my father. And I'm not just saying it. I mean it. Anytime I'm coming to greet him, I put my hand behind. And I'm a 65-year-old man. And he's 13 or 14 years younger than me. So, my father, I want to just thank you for what you've done in my life. And it's a very simple thing. Bishop used to preach about debt. Tell us older men... You know, I think when we meet with businessmen or the older Kodesh people, that as for him, he doesn't use debt to build anything. Everything he pays for, if he can't pay for, he'll wait. <laughs> I used to laugh at myself. I am a big businessman in Ghana. I'm one of the biggest businessmen, and I'm not boasting. I employ 2,800 people in Ghana. I've got XYZ amount of businesses. I am hailed in the world as the most successful, one of the most successful businessmen in Ghana. And I'm also famous for Mr. OPM or Mr. Monetics. Do you know what OPM means? 
other people's money. In other words, I go to the bank, I enter the bank, and I get whatever I want. What, 10 million, 20 million, 30 million. Oh, Mr. Krobo, it is you. Please take it. Now, in 1990, in 2007, I was expanding my business. No, I'm a driven person. I can't sleep. I want to be the richest man in Ghana. I thought that I would be famous with money and so on and so forth. My friends, in fact, it was not Mr. Monetics. It was Dr. Monetics. They used to call me. Because anything I touch, they say turned into gold. So 2007, 2008, I went for $38 million of um, loan from the bank to expand my business. At that time, the $38 million was maybe about 45, 50 million CDs, the exchange rate. Now, the interest rate at that time was 15%. Okay. Today, it is 40% when you go to the bank. But at that time, it was 15%. Now, I earn most of my, and the exchange rate was around about 1.5 to the dollar. I got the loan. I started investing in various businesses. And the economy started slowing. And I used to meet Bishop and I tell him, oh, by next October, you know, my debts would have been paid and I will now be, become a great contributor to our ministry. October came and Bishop didn't see me. I was hiding somewhere because, <laughs> because the exchange rate has turned. The 38 million had become 60 million because of interest rate. And then when you delay one day in payment, Yes, you are supposed to pay on the 31st. Now, the fine print says that there's a 10% penalty. So, a year later, I was still on the 60 million, and the 60 million had become 80 million, although I was paying. And then the 80 million was becoming 100 million, and I was still paying every month. So, I now went again to one of Bishop's. Uh, um, um, I listened to one of Bishop's ministries, ministrations and he was talking us for death matter, death matter. And my laughing became not so much laughing again because, <laughs> because I was in the world seen as a very, very successful businessman. I used the tools of the world to expand my business. But I was failing. I was failing. I, was, I couldn't just understand and my wife was on my case. She would say, you see, Papa, you, you take Bishop lightly. I say, no, I don't take Bishop lightly. Every morning, 4.30, I'm doing my quiet time with this book, this book, this book, this book. I pray, I pray, maybe not one hour, but 30 minutes. Okay, after 15 minutes, I will become tired. And I will, my mind will veer off on my debt, but I will get back to it. So, my wife started nagging me. My wife is a pastor in Lighthouse. She started nagging me, nagging me. And I became a family quarrel. I said, you, you are living in this big house. You have got this big car. You've got all those things. Where do you think the money is coming from? Is it coming from Bishop? Hmm. Anyway, to cut long matters short, one morning, she called me from the office, my wife, and said, hey, some people have come to pay something on our house. I said, what? Who can come and pay something on our house? Oh, they said there was a Lord court case. And you see, I normally don't take my personal matters outside. But I'm talking to you young people because I think it is very, very important to listen to this. Some bailiffs have come to pay something on my mansion. I have the biggest house in Accra. Personal house. I'm not bragging. But bailiffs, but that house was not built on debt. 
it was built with the spillover of the dead. So the bailiffs came to pay something. The bailiffs came to pay something on my house. So I rushed home. And they say, if I don't pay XYZ amount of money within XYZ amount of days, they will confiscate my assets. I said, hey. And I keep things very, very close to my chest. And that morning, again, I woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning. And I went to my quiet room. And I just started crying. And I laid down on the floor. And I started praying, begging the heavenly father, the merciful father, to have mercy on me, not to disgrace me. And then something came into my head. Not to disgrace me, not because of me, but because I'm a senior member of Lighthouse. <laughs> now I remembered, now I remembered what Bishop had been preaching. And that if I go bust, that is bankrupt, and I'm disgraced and I'm taken to court, it will also reflect badly on... Um, on bishops, on lighthouse. So I made the covenant then and there that Heavenly Father, if you help me overcome this situation, I will pay all my debt. I will not buy any new cars. I will not make any other expenses. I will not do any other businesses. I will not do any other major investment until I have followed bishops' words and I am debt free. I concentrated and I concentrated and I concentrated. And last year, at the first Lablan meeting, just the week before, I had paid my last $1 million and I was debt free. But the devil, is a, the devil still tried to harass me even after I thought I was debt free. One week after that Lablan meeting, I got a letter from the bank saying that they had miscalculated. No, it's a fact. They have miscalculated. And that the compounding, you know, every time they compound the interest, they put some more on top. And, and they had made some mistakes and I had another two million to pay. I couldn't tell Bishop because I had made some big promise during that lab lab. He didn't see me and then he would crack some jokes. Hey, Krobo, you have said this, you have said this. But I didn't want to tell him that I was too quickly in pronouncing that I had overcome the principalities of this world. Okay. They came with another letter for two million. And I paid, and I paid, and I paid, and I, after about six months ago or so, I finished paying, and I have sworn to myself, my wife, my children, my family, okay, that I am not going to take a penny dead. And I want to thank Bishop. No, this is a very serious thing. Stop, stop clapping. I want to, say, I want to thank Bishop, because Bishop is a bishop of the church and I know he talks about all sorts of things and I only used to take the one that considers the that concerns the ministry serious. I did not consider some of the other things that he says so serious. So I want to advise you young people. Okay. Whether the bishop is talking about ministry, whether the bishop is talking about business, whether the bishop is talking about anything, take it very very serious because otherwise the lessons that you learn will be very, very, very painful. Thank you, Fishop. What a powerful testimony. How many of you are blessed by the testimonies? Jesus. <laughs> on a rock and the rains will come down build your house on a rock and the floods will come up
build your house on a rock, the winds will blow vehemently, but your house will stand strong, strong. Whoever hears my words and he keeps them. Shall I liken him too? He is like a man who built a house upon a rock. Oh yeah, upon a solid rock. I do not choose to build upon the easy sands of life. I will take my time and build upon a rock. So build your house on a rock. will come on. You need to build your house on a rock. The winds will blow vehemently, but your house will stand strong. So be patient, my brother. That hastens to be rich He has an evil eye Seek ye first the kingdom of God And his righteousness Labor not to be rich It is the blessing of the Lord That maketh rich And not your effort Trust in the Lord with all your heart and build your house on a rock and the rains will come down. Build your house on a rock and the floods will come up. You gotta build your house on a rock. The winds will blow vehemently, but your house will stand strong. said to him, give me my portion, I want to leave home now. He began to have a lot of fun with many beautiful girls. Oh, but one day there was a crisis. The young man lost everything and he had to feed the pigs. No one gave to him, his whole life was destroyed. Tell me, what are you gonna do when the rains come down? What are you gonna do when the floods? 
for this morning and the blessedness of being in church speak to our hearts we pray we thank you Lord in Jesus name Amen you may be seated please Hallelujah are you glad to be in church turn with me to Hosea Can you find Hosea? I have also spoken by the prophets. I have also spoken by the prophets and multiplied visions and used similitudes by the ministry of the prophets. Amen. Verse 13, Hosea 12, 13. By a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet, he was preserved. Last week, I was sharing with you about the ministry of your prophet. And um, I was trying to explain to you, Jesus said in Matthew 10, I believe it's 41, about if you receive somebody as a righteous man, right, you will um, have a righteous man's reward. There are different types of people. We have a righteous man, and then you can have a pastor, a prophet. 
these are all different things that you can be or have. Alright? And so God is trying to show us that it depends on how you, you relate with somebody. You can relate with a person as a prophet. You can relate with a person as a righteous man, a good brother. You can relate with him as a pastor. Whatever you want to choose to relate with a person as. And that is what you will experience. And that's the kind of reward or benefit you get will be the benefits you get from what you take the person as. Alright? Now, today I want to um, move on to, show, to, to share with you about uh, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Alright? Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Turn to Zechariah. Zechariah. Chapter 4. Now, Zechariah was one of the pastors or prophets who lived in the time of um, the return of the Jews. You remember Jeremiah prophesied that Israel would be taken captive and they should humble themselves and flow with it. If you, if you want to quickly look at that in Jeremiah 25. Jeremiah 25 and verse... Let's read from verse 10. It says, I will take from them the voice of mirth, the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom, and the voice of the bride, and the sound of the millstones, and the light of the candle. God said, I'm taking sound of happiness from them. So that means that it's a blessing when a church has the sound of gladness. Like when we have weddings. And then the voice of the bridegroom. Like when there are bridegrooms in the system. And then the voice of the bride. I mean, it's a, it's a blessing. A punishment is that all those things will be taken away. There's nothing like that in the, in the system. You are going to hear the voice of the bride and the voice of the bridegroom. There are all different voices. Voice of bridegroom, you hear different words. Voice of bride, you also hear different things. The voice of meth, which is the voice of joy, happiness, flowing, being excited. What? The voice of gladness. There's joy, there's happiness. I mean, God said, I'm taking this, this is my punishment. And then he said, this whole land, verse 11, shall be a desolation and an astonishment. And these nations shall serve the king of Babylon 20 years. All right? Uh, 70 years. He said it, and it happened. All right? And verse 12, and it shall come to pass when 70 years are accomplished, that I will punish the king of Babylon. And that nation, saith the Lord, for their iniquity and the land of the Chaldeans, I will make it a perpetual desolation. Alright? And I will bring upon that land all my words which I have pronounced against it. Now, you see, these prophets are they're like, they're like pastors today. All of them, all these prophets, they're like pastors today. And they were speaking and preaching 
and some of them were writing and some wrote and what they wrote is what we are reading okay now this thing happened exactly if you read the history you see that Israel was fighting and Babylon came Nebuchadnezzar came and then um, after Nebuchadnezzar came he captured the Israelis and took them captives thousands of them and took them to uh, Babylon that's when Daniel those people remember it was Eunuch and Nebuchadnezzar was the king do you remember yes that was how come they even met somebody like Nebuchadnezzar and they were in the king's palace they look at them and said these are special guys are you with me yeah that's how come they were there so uh, after just about 70 years right Babylon was attacked by the Persians alright and the Persians came when the king of Persia was Cyrus Cyrus you get it now when Cyrus came he had a different policy and his policy was that all these people that we've captured from different countries they should all go to their countries they shouldn't be here (laughs) you get it so he, he asked them to go. And that they were free to go. And a lot of people didn't want to go. Yes. You see, people are lazy. And this is one of the greatest surprises of Orangus. Whenever a person rises up to try to be an Orangutan, I mean, which means a rebellious person who is trying to steal somebody's church he rises up and speaks in a way and people are impressed and say wow what you are saying is true our pastor is backslidden there's no anointing here there's no spirit we are going to follow you then when he actually moves the people are too lazy to move so they stay so he's shocked by the fact that they don't move yes Yes, people, people, people like to just stay where they are. So when the captives were set free and they were asked to go, just a few of the people actually decided to go. And only 72 Levites, I mean, decided to come back. Only 72. There were, there were about 42,000, about 50,000 of them came back, were sent coming back. But only the Levites, who rather should have been very spiritual, that like this is a word of the Lord that is happening practically. Charlie, the prophecy is happening. Oh. What Jeremiah said is happening. What I, Isaiah predicted. Do you, do you get it? Now, Isaiah actually predicted and wrote mentioned the name of this Cyrus. The, the prophecy is so accurate that people believe that from Isaiah chapter 40 to 66 is not written by Isaiah. 
Because it's too accurate. Yes. Because in Isaiah 45, if you look at Isaiah 45, you see from verse 1, I have made the earth a stretch out of the hand. That says the Lord to his anointed Cyrus. Yeah. Whose right hand I've upholding to subdue the nations. And I will, I will lose the loins of king to open before him the loose gates. Verse 2. I will go before thee and make the path straight. Verse 3. I'll give you the treasures of darkness. I have called, eh? I, the Lord, which called thee by name, am the God of Israel. Verse 4. For Jacob, my servant's sake, because of Israel, I've called thee by thy name. And I've surnamed thee, though thou hast not known me. You don't know me, but I have given you your name. <laughs> Cyrus, my anointed. <laughs> I, I am the Lord's. There is the one who made Neptune and the, the 52 moons of Jupiter. And the one who made Saturn and all these stars. I'm the Lord. There is no God beside me. I gather thee though thou hast not known me. Yes. That they may know from the rising from the sun to the going down on the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord. There is none else. Wow. I form the light. I create darkness. I make peace and I create evil. I the Lord do all these things. Is it amazing? Nehemiah chapter 7. Nehemiah 7. Verse 6. Or let's see verse 5. Now, it, or let's, if you, let's read from verse 1. I mean, we just read the whole thing so that you get it in context. It came to pass when the wall was built that I set up the doors and the porters and the singers and the Levites were appointed. Verse 2. This is Nehemiah, one of the people who came. I gave my brother Hanani and Hananiah, the ruler of the palace, charge over Jerusalem. He was a faithful man and feared God above many. I'm giving you a background to it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit. I'm preaching about anointing. So you listen. He said, and to them, let not the gates of Jerusalem be open until it is hot. Appoint everybody. Verse 4. Now the city was large. You see, when they came back, three people came back. There were three main leaders who came back who are in the written in the Bible. One is um what is his name? Uh, no, 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 not, not uh, Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel was their leader. Zerubbabel was their leader. 
And after about about 50 years, then Ezra came. And then after 12 years, Nehemiah also came. So they were all coming back like, like Charlie, let's go, let's go. Even Israel, see they are coming back since 1945. They keep going slowly. Do you see? So, go on. Now, God put it in my heart to gather the nobles and the people that they might be reckoned that he would check the account to see who and who had come. So I found the register of the genealogy of them which came up at the beginning. Those who came first. Verse 6. These are the children of the promised province that went up out of the captivity of those that had been carried away whom Nebuchadnezzar the king of Babylon had carried away and came to Jerusalem and to Judah everyone unto his city. All these are the people who came back. Those who came with Jerubabel. Jerubabel was the main person. He was the leader like the kind of uh, uh, mayor. He was not an, I was not a, he was not a prophet. He was like a type of civil leader. All right. Like a mayor, assemblyman, like a, like a main prominent guy in town. God used him. So these are the people who came with Zerubbabel. Then there's Joshua, who was another uh, priest who came with him. And then Nahamani, Mordecai, Bilshan, Mishperes, they mention all the names of the people of Israel. Then the children of Paros, 2,172. 2,072. Children of Sheptiah, 372. Like they choose to come if they want to come. Even now when you go to Germany, there are Jews there. Yes, by the end of the Second World War, there were about still eight about eight thousand Jews still in 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 Germany. Yeah, married to Germans, they had been hiding some hiding the ceiling for the whole war, and they are still there. So you would think that all Jews will go back to Jerusalem, but they they go in pieces. You you think they are finished? The children of Ara six hundred and fifty two, children of. Pat Moab, 2,818. Children of Elam, 1,254. Children of Zatu, 845. Children of Zakiah, 703 score. That's what, 760. Children of Binui, 648, 648. Children of Bebai, 628. Children of Asgard, 2,320. Like they came from Babylon. Babylon is Iraq. Like they just started migrating. When Cyrus said, you can go. Not everybody came. They have built houses. They have married. They have settled. They have gardens. Why should we go to Jerusalem, which is a ruin? There's no wall. There's nothing. So Zerubbabel got up and went there to, to lay the foundation of the temple first. Then came Ezra and later came Nehemiah to come and build the wall of the of the city. Do you understand? Adonikam six hundred and sixty-seven. Children of Big Vi, three score. Children of Adin, the children of Atta Hezekiah ninety-eight. Children of Ashun three hundred and twenty-eight. Children of Bezai three twenty-four. Children of Harif. 112. Children of Gibeon, 95. Children of Bethlehem, 188. 
children of Anathoth, 128. So few people coming. Men of Bethas, Mavet, 42. Children of Kejat, Jeram, Chephira, Beeroth, 743. Ooh. Men of Ramah, 621. Men of Mikmas, 122. Only Bethel and I, 123. Men of the other neighbor, 52. Children of the other Elam, 1,254. Children of Harim, 320. Children of Jericho, 345. Children of Lord Halid, 721. Children of Sena, 1,950. The priests, the children of Jediah, the house of Joshua, 973. The children of Amen, 1,052. Children of Pashu, 1,247. Children of Harim, 1,017. The Levites. Children of Joshua, Kadmiel, of the children of Hodiva, 74. I said 72, 74. 74, only 70. They live they say we are staying in Babylon. Pastors, oh. Pastors, we are somewhere. And you see, this was the word of the Lord. Go back. You know? We, we are stubborn, oh. You know, when I read these prophecies, you can see why people don't do well, oh. And I, I was wondering to myself, is it also that when God raises us up prophets, they don't look like they are saying the truth is that it doesn't look credible and you know like uh, the testimonies were, that were being given it's like you, you need to take things seriously because now we have the benefit of hindsight looking back we all look and see these people and you know we, 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 we admire them but in those days you see only 70, 74 Levites Others were thousand, this and that. When you add it all, it came to forty-two thousand, and then six, seven, seven thousand of another group. When you add all, it was about fifty thousand people that came back from Babylon, according to the word of the Lord. And some people were determined to 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 love God and do His will. And one of them was Zerubbabel. He said, "I'm going to build a temple." And people were laughing at him because the temple he was building was much smaller than the original Solomonic temple. Do you see? So, Zechariah chapter 4. Yes. Then, this was a prophet. Now, Zacharias, there are about 24 different Zacharias in the Bible, but this is the prophet, you know, he was prophesying. In that time, he was a prophet. So, in the same way, I am a prophet prophesying to you now and telling you God's word. It will be in your interest to listen carefully so that you benefit greatly. You know, I was looking at somebody this week and it occurred to me, this man will not do well in life. Because he doesn't listen. When you tell him do something, he does part and he doesn't do the other part. 
And you have to keep saying the same thing over and over again. And I was just looking. I said, no, this man will not do well. Then I, I realized that he reminds me of somebody else who doesn't do well. And all the people who don't do well are those who obey part. They will do part of what they will not do the other part. And they don't get blessed. So I, I like what uh, Brother Krobo was saying. That, you know, there are other topics. You know, when you come to church... We're not saying that we are talking about marriage or we're talking about whatever. And also what uh, the pastor from Congo said. You know, it's like a lot of laughter, a lot of joking. And I'll, many times I'll tell him, yeah, I'm not joking. No. It may sound funny, but the truth is so fantastic sometimes that it, we are even funny. Yes. But I'm, I'm not joking. And you need to be sure. And that night, the, the house that collapsed was his house. Is it not where you were staying? That's the house, his house. So he just, I'll, okay, you go, I'll stay in somebody's house. Even though I don't have pajamas, I don't have nighty, I don't have toothbrush, I don't have anything, I'll sleep here. And then you take the car and you go, but I'll sleep here. When he went, and I've never heard of a house collapsing. He died, he was in his pajamas and everything. I saw the pictures. I said, wow. So that, that, that split second decision, as if it's about yogurt, but it wasn't about yogurt at all. <laughs> yes You will survive in Jesus name One of my new books is about curses And it's very very important For you to read How to overcome and overturn Curses Yeah Now The angel that talked with me Waked me as a man that is waking out of his sleep. Are you listening? And he said to me, Look, not all pastors write books, not all the prophets wrote. One of the prophets who wrote was who wrote a lot was Isaiah. And Zechariah is also one of the prophets. So we are blessed because they wrote. That's why we are reading. But not all of them wrote. Not all pastors wrote. Even the apostles. Only Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And John was quite different from the others. (laughs) Now, he says, what do you see? He said, I have looked and behold a candlestick of gold. I hope you all have your phones here. Okay, I'm going to ask you to check something just now. It says, I have looked and behold a candlestick of all of gold with a bowl upon the top of it. Hey. And his seven lamps thereon and seven pipes to the seven lamps which are upon the top thereof. Now, I'm sure you are confused. When you go to Israel, we'll be going there soon in Jesus' name. Do you believe it? But we can't go in a large group. Because when you go in a large group, you don't enjoy it. You have to be a small group. Yes. You are part of the special selection. All right. Now, he said, I, I saw a candlestick. Now, in Israel, the candlesticks are... It has... A leg and then it has 
seven branches. Okay? Verse 3. And two olive trees by it, one on the right side of the bowl, and the other on the left side of the bowl. Wow. So I answered and spoke to the angel, what are these? Many of you are, are looking for visions where somebody will speak. There is a vision where nobody is talking. It's a picture. And a picture is worth a thousand words. And the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, Knowest thou not what these be? And I said, No, my Lord, I don't know what is this strange thing. And this is a verse you all know. Then he answered and spoke unto me and said, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. The Zerubbabel was the leader who had brought them, and Zachariah came with them. Zachariah is one of the guys who joined the delegation. To come. His grandfather was called Ido. He was also a, a priest or a prophet, and he joined them. Yes. And he and he said, This is a message for Zerubbabel. That picture. Everybody take your phone, Google image of Zachariah's vision. And you the picture will come. You'll get a lot of options. Picture of Zachariah's uh, vision of candlesticks. Just, just Google it because you're, you are all using your phones for good things from today in Jesus' name. Yes. Check, check it quickly. If your, your phone that you have not received that cannot Google such things, receive a new phone now in Jesus' name. Zachariah's vision of candlesticks. See what comes. Has it come? You see it's there, isn't it? Everything is there. Everything is in the world is there. And some pictures should come. Or you don't have credit. <laughs> Check with your neighbor. Your neighbor has credit. Uh, those of you in the machines, can, can, your, can it also come? Yeah. When it comes, you put it up for us. Ah, you got some. Yeah, there are so many different ones. You can choose. This is not a, this is not a nice one. There are different, different ones. You see the... Yes, this one. This one is good. You see the two trees standing by the candlestick. And, you know, the, 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 this, are, this is the candlestick. Those thing, this thing is what they call... That, well, that's what they have as a candle. That's what they mean by candle. That is not our candle, the one candle. That's the lowest type of candle. It's the poorest, it's the macula candle. Do you understand? It's the lowest kind of candle. Have you seen it? Yes. So you can see this is the vision that he had. Okay. Now God was showing him prophetically as a message. For Zerubbabel, who has come specifically to build (laughs) the temple. Do you see? Like, first of all, people don't want to come. Now you've joined the people and you've come. And when you get there, everything is down, spot, destroyed. 70 years ago, that was the last time there was any life here. 
and you've decided to come. And Zerubbabel is their leader. Okay. Now he said, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. So sometimes, if, 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 if our leaders will listen, you see that there will be prophets who are speaking and they are guiding and helping the civilian leaders or the civil leaders and authorities. Now look, this is the word of the Lord for you. Okay. And the word of the Lord is saying that it is not by strength. It's, it's not by power. It's not by force. You can't build this house by force. You can't be rich by force. You can't marry anybody by force. You can't even, even happiness, happiness. You can't force people to be happy. I mean, it's a, it's a good example. Like, be happy. I force you to be happy in the name of Jesus. It's not like that. You can't, you can't force people. Like, I command you, like her. Hey. Sometimes, when people are marrying and people like people you even see the bride and you ask yourself this man what did he see he saw something that you have not yet got that's why you are not yet married you are receiving it now it's not by force Amen. So I, I am here to teach you and to really emphasize to you the power that God is showing a vision. Look at oil. Just see oil. See olive trees producing oil. See the candlestick with oil producing light. Just, just see that picture. That's what you need. That's, that's the main thing. That's what creates everything. It's not by force. You cannot force it. Okay, my brother. At the back there, you see, you, you, you understand me? Can you hear me? Yeah. Then let's read on. Verse 7. Who art thou? Oh great mountain Before Zerubbabel You now know who Zerubbabel is It's like Mayor Zerubbabel or assemblyman Zerubbabel or member of parliament Something head of state almost Because this is a sport country <laughs> Before Zerubbabel That shall become a plain And he shall bring forth The headstone Thereof with Shoutings Crying grace, grace unto it. I want us to read the whole chapter, then we'll come back. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Verse 9 The hand of Zerubbabel has laid the foundation of this house, and his hand shall also finish it. 
and thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts has sent me unto you. That's how you know a prophet. When what he says happens. There's no other way to know a prophet. And so most prophets are known really to be prophets over time. Yes. Who has despised the day of small things? You see, they were laughing at him. His small church that he was building. For they shall rejoice and see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven. I will explain what is a plummet. And they are the eyes of the Lord which run to and fro in the whole earth. Are you enjoying the prophet? Verse 11. Then answered I and said, What are these olive trees? Upon the right side of the candlestick, on the like I see some trees on the side. What are these trees? Listen to what he says. And I answered him and said, What be these two olive branches which through the golden pipes emptied the golden oil out of themselves? You see, the oil comes out of the tree. The olive that it produces, it produces oil. Especially when you go to Israel, you see them. The next verse. And he answered me and said, Knowest thou not what these be? And I said, No, my Lord, I don't know what they are. Then he said, These are the two anointed ones that stand by the Lord of the whole earth. Hallelujah. That is, I believe, the last verse. Or there's another verse. That's it. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, an anointed person is seen by God as an olive tree. Yes, in the spirit. And an anointed person is someone who is rooted to the earth. Is although he's connected to the ground, that is, he's also part of the earth, has earthly characteristics, is a producer of the oil. Look at verse 13, uh, verse 12, sorry. I saw these two olive branches which through the golden pipes empty the golden oil out of themselves now oil is the main thing you see this is the main message i want you to believe because you are going to be anointed christians next week everybody should bring a small bottle of olive oil to church Keep it if you don't have somebody near you will have because the anointing is now coming on all the children that are here. Yes, now these are going to be the benefits. Do you want the benefits, the wonders? Of the oil. Yes. You see an olive tree is rooted. In the ground. It's down. It's part of the earth. When you cut it off it's even in the earth. So it's human. That's what I'm trying to say. But out 
out of that connected to the world, to the earth thing, is coming oil. That's really the source of the oil. So that is why you must be careful with God's anointed servants. And I declare that beginning with this, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit series of teachings, you are going to be identified as an anointed person from now. Amen. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 7. This is the first number one. I want you to write this as the number one. But you see, look, this man is not a pastor. God is telling the, the man is not a pastor. Zerubbabel is not a pastor. The pastor is Zechariah. He's telling the, the man, is, you are not a, you are, I know I'm not a man of God or a preacher or whatever, but I'm telling you, see the a picture of the anointing. Look, it's not by force. You cannot force things. Look, prosperity, happiness, marriage, elevation, promotion, whatever God has in your destiny, it can't force it. You'll be better off believing what I'm sharing with you about the anointing. I feel very excited in my spirit because I, I know that my legs are connected to the earth. I'm, I'm, I'm on the ground. From dust I am to dust I shall return. I'm dust. But look at verse uh, 12. Look at verse 12 before we come back. It says... What are these olive branches which through the golden pipes empty the golden oil out of themselves? Out of themselves. It comes out from within. That is why you'll be hearing a message. Like our brother said, he had a message as I was sharing out of what I was sharing, preaching. And it changed his life. He was, he was a bad man. A bad person. But his life is changed. Listening. 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 The oil is coming out. Jesus said the words that I'm speaking. The words. The messages that I'm preaching. I'll I'll tell you something. Look. If you take any of the messages that I've preached. Not not that I'm preaching. You see. But I must also emphasize it to you. Because Solomon emphasized his words to his children. He said, my son, attend to my words. Look, take what I'm saying very serious. I don't, I don't want to call himself a son. But said, my son, attend to my words. Let your heart not de- decline from my sayings. My sayings. My words. Listen to what I'm telling you. what I am telling you. Amen. Amen. Back to Zechariah. If you, if you take any message, I'll, I'll, give you some, I'll give you some homework. In, any message, any, any preaching from anywhere, listen to it more than once. Just, just that. Just listen to it more than once. Listen to it and then listen to it again. 
till you, you get it from the beginning to then like, because sometimes when somebody preaches, you don't really get what he's actually saying. Because like right now I'm preaching, you know, I'm, I'm actually coming to a point and I'm actually in the point. But you may not hear. So if you like, listen to it from the beginning and you see, you listen to it again. Listen to it two times. Listen to it three times. And then check it in the Bible. That's, I'll just give you that advice. You will change and you'll be, you'll be shocked that you are changing. I said your level will change. You'll be surprised that your level has changed. Sit down for a moment. Zechariah 4, 7. Zechariah. We are in, in the Old Testament. And you are actually understanding it. Yes. Is it not amazing? The man is not a pastor and he's giving him a vision of anointing. That is why I am sharing with you, even though you may not be pastors, I'm showing you anointing. This is the picture you need to see. Anointing. Amen. Now he said, point number one, who art thou great mountain? Look, a mountain is good that that's the word they use because Whatever you see, when I say the word whatever, it's the same as saying what what mountain, because a mountain stands for whatever. Whatever obstacle, whatever is it difficulty? Do you know? When God told Abraham, go and sacrifice your child, he had to climb a mountain, an old man. You people, you don't know what a mountain is climbing, mountain climbing, because Ghana girls and Ghana boys don't go mountain climbing. You don't understand this message. For Abraham at the age of 99 to get up, he's going to climb a mountain. I'll take you to a mountain one day. He said, what Mount down mountain by the anointing, the first great benefit, insurmountable obstacles. Whatever is standing, whatever difficulty, I don't know what difficulty you have, but God is showing you a picture. See the trees. See the candles, see the golden oil, see the supernatural power of God by the anointing. Whatever mountain is in your life is declared flattened in Jesus' name. Thou shalt become a plain. Take your phone and write down your three greatest mountains as of today. Whatever is a great mountain, write it with today's date. By the anointing, I declare they are no longer existing in your life in the name of Jesus. Take your phone and you see, don't write it quickly. Think about it. Don't just say a problem. No, you just think carefully. What are the three greatest problems, mountains of your life? Not seven, not ten, three. 
And Mark today marks the beginning of the earthquakes that will remove that mountain in Jesus' name. Three mountains. Three mountains. Write it in a secret code in your notes. Every phone has somewhere for notes. So write 3M project or something that nobody will know what it is. And if some of the things are some way, don't write it clearly. Write with a coded, in a coded way that nobody can see the name of the mountain. But there are different mountains. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, I, I'm amazed at God. He said, show Zerubbabel this vision. What is it? Oil. Anointing. Power. It's not by force. Oh. We cannot be in this building by force. I tell you. It is the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. You have to learn, you see, you have to grow in your belief. Do you know why? Because we are brought up to believe in might and we are brought up to believe in power and it's not by might, it's not by strength, it's by my spirit says the Lord. Yes. We are brought up believing that when I do this, it works. When I, if I work hard, it will work. A lot of people are working hard. Huh? A lot of people are what? And they are not getting anywhere. People are working very, very, very hard. From morning to evening and they are getting nowhere. Somebody comes from nowhere and suddenly becomes somewhere. Hey. True or not true? True. Who are thou, O mountain? You know something? I'll tell you one thing which is a little different between me and you. I believe more in the anointing than you do. You may be surprised. I believe more in the anointing than you do. If you ask me to throw away all my topics and preach on only one thing, I would choose only the anointing. I wouldn't preach about leadership. I wouldn't preach about uh, strategy. No, nothing. Only, only the anointing. If I had only one topic. Yeah. If I had only one topic, that would be the only thing I would preach about. I know that I believe in it more than most of my pastors. Hmm? The, 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 the 
anointing makes mountains move. And today, I am prophesying. Now, when, when, I, when I prophesy and I say it, your response should be amen. That's all. It's not sharpshooter. Don't say sharpshooter. Don't, 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 don't say uh, uh, mercy or forgive. It's not to forgive him. The answer is amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. The anointing is making mountains in your life move. All three mountains that you just wrote have become plains in Jesus' name. All three. All three. All three are doomed. All three mountains are doomed. I declare they are doomed in Jesus' name. You could never have come to church without having a mountain. There's nothing like a person without a mountain. There's nothing like a person without a mountain. There's nothing like a country without a mountain or even anywhere without a mountain. There are mountains. But he said, see the picture of the anointing God. Yes. Amen. Sit down. Wow. Is it amazing? Thou shall become a plain. Go to verse 8. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, verse 9. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid this foundation. You are declared by the anointing a layer of foundations. I don't know what foundation you want to lay. The foundation for your children, foundation for your house, foundation for your church, foundation for your business, foundation for your future, foundation for your marriage. You are declared a wise layer of foundations. In Jesus' name. Sit down. Anybody whose father couldn't build, you are declared a builder from today. Now, I want to tell you something. Do you know the Bible says, don't call anybody father? You know why? You know why? Because God is father and there is no human being who can ever really be a father. You can only be point something of a father. So if you be called father, you should be called 0.09 father or 0.0036 father. Yeah, we are so deficient that it sounds funny to God when somebody is called father. So, whatever your father, your biological father was or was not, it's not what is going to determine your outcome. You see, that is why God has, that is why God has brought you to church. 
because he is adding on the point zero three six that your father brought to get another point oh three nine from church from this person point oh eight six from another person so if in your house you never saw your mother going to a restaurant with your father you see it in your life practically You never saw your father going to a building site. You see it in your life practically now. If in your life you never saw your father take money out, the thick one that is a what, and then he'll be counting some for you. You see it in your life practically. Your story is different in the name of Jesus. He said, Zerubbabel has laid the foundation. You see, it's not by strength. It's not by strength. My father didn't teach me, don't borrow money. I didn't learn it from my earthly father. No one actually told me, don't borrow money. No, no. I, I came to hear. The first time it occurred to me was when I saw, thou shalt owe no man anything. And then, especially that blessing which I declare over couples when they are married. You shall lend and you shall not borrow. It's one of the blessings we read out on the couples. Every wedding, you shall lend and you shall not borrow. So, it keeps occurring to me that, ah. It seems there is a blessing to lend and it's not a curse to be borrowing. And that's what it is. Because if I'm blessing you, like it's a blessing for your wedding, the blessing is that you should not borrow. And what's the opposite of a blessing? And what's the opposite of, 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 of lending? Or what's the opposite of not borrowing? Borrowing. Borrowing is the opposite of not borrowing. And the blessing is thou shalt not borrow. Oh, you don't, you don't, you don't get the, you don't get the English. The blessing. Supposing your child is getting married and I change the blessing round. When it comes to your daughter or your child, your son. And I say in the name of receive the blessing. Thou shalt borrow. I've reversed the blessing. Thou shalt borrow, I've reversed the blessing. I've reversed it. And I don't have to reverse it. The blessing is to not borrow. But I didn't, I didn't hear it from my father. I came to church to hear. If you listen to the poor man a long time ago at the, at the uh, colleague, I preached about borrowing. About the, the servant whose axe fell in the water. And he said, alas, it was borrowed. And so many messages I was preaching about debt. Long ago, not now. <laughs> Whatever you couldn't find at home. Some of you don't know how to use fork and knife. You learn it in the church in Jesus' name. One day somebody will call you a gentleman and say, wow. 
Those of you who don't know how to use chopsticks, receive it now. You learn how to use it. Yes. You, you, you must know how to use chopsticks. Because 60% of the world is Asia. 60% use chopsticks, not fork and knife. And it shows that you are truly an international child of God. Receive that ability in the name of Jesus. I don't know why you are standing. Sit down. (laughs) Zechariah 4. Yes. The hands. Your hands. Your hands. Your hands. Are anointed hands. And your hands. Anointed to lay foundations in the name of Jesus. I see so many people working on some bell island. It seems you it seems you are building something. 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 I have visited. Anytime you see me in the night on a building site, miracles are happening. I have laid so many foundations in the night. I've inspected so many lands in the night. I have laid, measured so many buildings in the night. Even tonight, I'm measuring another one. And I realize that it's a blessing. It's like my hands are blessed. Your hands shall lay foundations. Your hands shall lay foundations. It's an anointing. It's an anointing. Hallelujah. So the first blessing of the anointing on your life is that whatever mountain, the three mountains you wrote down, they have, they have vanished. The second blessing is that your hands are blessed hands to lay foundations of many things. Blessing number three. And his hands shall also finish it. You are hereby declared a finisher of whatever you start. You finish your university. You finish your school. You finish your beloved doses and enter into marriage. You finish, you have children. You finish looking after the children. You will start building houses and you will finish building the houses. You will fix special kitchens in your house, special lights in your house. Garages for your cars. 
marbles on the floor glassy features all around your house is declared to be like a hotel receive it in the name of Jesus Zerubbabel look at the oil look at the olive tree look at the candlestick look at the golden oil and believe in your heart it's not by force it's not by strength it's not by fighting it's not by earthly power it's by my spirit says the Lord hallelujah his hands shall finish it. Many people start things, but they don't finish it. People start relationships, and one day they'll be passing by Adley Chapel and they'll see that somebody else is marrying their former. Beloved, it will never happen to you in the name of Jesus. Hey. Like the person who was your beloved that you didn't like. No? Somebody else says, I like it. Cry. When I entered the relationship 26 August 1985. I told my beloved, I said, I, I want to marry you. Will you marry me? She said, yes. And I married her. Four years later. That's how your life will be. I said, that is how your life will be. One day, you'll be standing in front of the mirror. Doing your hair. And when you look in the mirror, you realize that you are not the most beautiful girl in the world. But meanwhile, you are wearing the ring. The ring is... Wow. Then you will remember this scripture. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. One day, you'll be sitting on a plane by the window. You'll be sitting by the window. Then you roll it up, down, up, down. And you say to yourself, it's not by might, it's not by power, it's by my spirit, says the Lord.
He said, Then thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. You see, you will not know initially when it is said, but at the point you know that this person was sent to me. If not for the whole world, to you. Oh, my sisters, my little sisters, who are thinking to yourself, who will like me? Who will choose me? I declare you shall be chosen. That says the Lord, you'll be chosen. Hallelujah. Somebody is going to live in Asia. I don't know where you are. But one day, you'll be surprised at your state. Soon. One day, I went to Jamestown. Do you know Jamestown? I was with some people. Then an an executive, a top executive from America, came to me and showed me the gutter. That was the bathroom. Said, I used to bath here. Uh, on this gutter because there's no toilet there's no bath in the house if you go to those areas they have no bathroom no toilet this where i this where i stood to bath naked have you seen the, those who bath outside it's just one of them it's not by force from the gutter to america surprised at your future you'll be surprised you'll be surprised at your future you'll be surprised at your future you'll be surprised at your future yes sit down verse 10 has despised small things by the anointing whatever has been looked down on in your life how many have felt it before huh? have you felt it before it's like you are almost withering in the despisement of the eyes like the, the eyes out it's like you are nothing ah. by the anointing of the Holy Spirit uh, whatever and whoever has despised you will be amazed if it, it amazed at your outcome 
Yes. From today, you will declare the anointing is working for me. 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 One day, somebody look at me with despisement. I will never forget the eyes of despisement. How many have seen those eyes in your life before? I don't know if you have, I don't think you've experienced, but maybe some of you have. You feel low. You feel low. You feel, you feel, you feel down. Like you are, you are, you are, you are down. You will be turned up by the grace of God. By the anointing. Police used to stop me and say, Hello, Brony. Is that how you drive in your country? Today, when they see me, they salute. They'll be saluting. Ah. The, la- the fourth effect is that whatever was despisable about you God turns it into an honor for you you'll be honored you will be an honorable you see you are God look God has not brought you into this world to be a source of concern or a problem you are you are here to be a blessing he said you are blessed to be a, you are not a source of concern or a problem you will never be a problem in this world Sit down, sit down. Now, some of you think that we are just shouting. No. We are not just shouting. Listen carefully to the English words I'm speaking. Those of you who have been despised. Aspects of you have been despised. When you speak English, they laugh. When you dress, they laugh. They say your arm is too small or too big. Your your hair is like this. Your this is like that. Hey! Whatever is despising you is turning to confusion in the name of Jesus. I'm looking forward to your wedding day. I say I'm looking. I say one day I will officiate seven weddings on, at the same time. Seven weddings. Seven weddings. From here to here to here to here to here to here. Practically. There shall be the sound of mirth. The sound of laughter. The sound of joy. In Jesus name. Amen. You see, right now, I'm prophesying. All these are prophecies. It's a prophecy about your future. Prophecy. People laugh at me when I started a church. I can't mention names. But one day I met a pastor. He's a well-known pastor. 
today and I met him and he said something. I almost withered in front of him. I almost withered away. He said, I hear you started a church. I almost dissolved like wax in front of him. It's not so easy to laugh now. Not so easy to laugh. Whatever they laughed about you, eh? God is turning it around today in Jesus' name. Turn to First Samuel chapter 10. And we are ending. Hey. Then Samuel took, I want you to value the anointing. Took a vial of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him. You will be kissed by a nice person. And said, eh? Is it not because the Lord has anointed thee to be captain? Over his inheritance. One of the signs, the next, I'm, I'm, I'm moving from Zechariah, I'm now moving to Saul. The sign of the anointing is to be a captain over his inheritance. That is why everybody in the church should have at least 10 members. Because the members are the inheritance of the Lord, they are the inheritance of the Lord, God's people. So as I'm a captain over you, you are God, you are very precious to God. Look, Jesus, before he went, he said, do you love me? Do you love me? I just want a frank answer. If you love me, feed these children. See, anybody who doesn't learn how to care for somebody else, especially God's people, you've not, you've not entered into the first part of the oil. Oh yes. He said, is it not because the Lord has made you a captain over his inheritance? You, you, you are so important to God. From the poorest to whoever. Yes. So it's because of the anointing that I'm sitting here. You, not, nobody here has been giving money to come. You know when we went for, to Good Fridays, somebody came to ask how much we give the people to come. He said, people to come how much do we pay? Because all the political, you have to give them money, 50 cities, 50 cities, 50 cities, and a t-shirt to come. We don't give money to people. People come and give money when they get here. He took the oil and poured it on his head and kissed him. He said, is it not because the Lord has anointed thee? To be a cat. So, as I'm over the inheritance of the Lord, over, I'm over the Kodesh, the Kadesh, and all the churches, first love, is an anointing. Because you are anointed to be a captain over his inheritance. Shh. So, God wants you to be a captain over his inheritance. That's why you must rise out of your selfish self concern. You're just concerned about yourself. To be concerned about people who could be here today but are not here today. Yes. Captain over his inheritance. Captain over his inheritance. Captain over his inheritance. 
captain over his inheritance. You sisters, you want to, you want to, you want to get married. One of the sad things is to marry a selfish person. Oh yeah, because when you marry, you, when you marry, you go home. You see, we have what we call PDA. PDA in marriage is what we call public display of affection. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you are having affection or love. And, and there are different types of couples. Some, there are some couples who love PDAs. Like if they come in public, they will do a bit of a show, hold hands, do this, whatever. And like, oh, come on, baby. Yeah. And as, like they are really in love. It's, it's, called, it's what we call PDA. It's, it's a show. PDA. Then we have RDA, real display of affection. (laughs) Or reality display. (laughs) And and that one, it depends on where or how. Yes. (laughs) Are you with me? Yes. So a lot of ladies are into PDAs. Public display, let's hold hands, let's walk together, smile, this, that. When you get home, it's like, Charlie. Your hair away, your teeth somewhere, your this somewhere. Then it's like oh, chake kwa, hey. <laughs> and there is no display, even reality display. There is no reality display. You see, unless you are healed of selfishness by the anointing, you'll never be a nice person. Never, no matter what, you'll never be a nice person. Because it's not only you who needs something, somebody to need something. It's not only you who needs what you need. So I'm having me time. You can't have me time. I just just for me. You are you on an island? You can't have me time. It's us time. All of us, we are all together. You can't sit here and make your face. Because we are together here. So when you get cured of self-concern, you start to walk in the anointing. You have been made a captain over his inheritance. A captain over his inheritance. That's the anointing. Building, it takes the anointing. That I lay foundation after foundation after foundation. It takes the anointing. That I finish one after another, after another, after and use it. It's an anointing. That those who laughed at me behind my back, they cannot laugh. They say, you have something we don't have. No more you can laugh. You respect. You fear. You are, they are intimidated. Wow. Verse 2. When thou art departed from me today, Thou shalt find two men by Rachel Sapaka in the border of Benjamin, and they will say unto thee, The asses which thou wentest to seek are found. And lo, thy father, we are about to build something here for your children, like your marriages and your children, your children's church is, is right there. That's, that's your children's church right there. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Uh, it will be too nice. You've never imagined that you Curtis will have a, a, a baby. Hey! He said, 
the asses which thou wentest. He was looking for his father's asses. The asses which thou wentest to seek are found. And lo, thy father hath left the care of the asses and soareth for you, saying, What shall I do for my son? In other words, after you receive the anointing, whatever is missing, whatever is lost, whatever is run away from you, is going to enter these hands from today in the name of Jesus. Whatever escaped from you is coming back into your hand by the anointing. Hallelujah. Then thou shalt go on forward. By the anointing you are going forward. Every backward movement is halted from this moment in the name of Jesus. How many know that some people are going backwards? You will never go backwards again. You will never go backwards again. Some of the people who used to be, even in this church, have gone backwards. Yeah. They found, some have found boyfriends, unbelievers. Playing the fool. And Satan has planned for some of you. But from today, you are covered and protected in Jesus' name. You are going forward only in Jesus' name. Verse 4. And they will salute thee. They will salute thee. This is the next effect of the anointing some of you have never received salutations I declare you will be saluted Even at least on your wedding day you will be saluted people will be shouting Most of the time when I travel and I step out of the plane, there is somebody there to salute me. Yes. Almost every journey, they salute me, take my bag for me at the plane. You are welcome, sir. Take my bag from me at the plane, not at the arrival. Yes. Not because I'm a doctor or because of my father. The anointing. They will salute I will never forget the salute I received in Bamako in Mali from the president's special aide as he drove me to the foot of the Air France at almost midnight. Saluted me and said, Pray for me and bless me before you climb these steps. Yes. They will salute. Respect. 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 Is coming into your life now. You see, you see, none of the things I'm saying are jokes. Oh. Uh, you see, I know some people would. You will be new. You'll be new. That is why. 
you may not believe these things because you are just you just joined. And if you've been around for some time, you see that they, they are quite true. It happens practically. They shall salute thee. They shall salute thee. And and give thee two loaves of bread, which thou shalt receive of their hands. People give to you, and they will give to you because of their anointing. Sometimes someone comes to me, and I'm with some people. And the person with me is in need. That person is in need. And the person on my right is hungry. And the person behind me needs something. But they will give what they have to me and leave them. Even though they know I have what they are giving. Sometimes I tell people, when they are giving, I say, look, I, have, I, I, I can rather look after. You don't have to, please. They will give the two loaves. Whatever the two loaves represent in your life is no more prevented from coming to your life. Look, look, let me tell you, giving and somebody giving to you is supernatural. It's, it's one of the most supernatural things. You would think that people just give to somebody because he's a pastor. It's not true. It's not true. It's true. Rebecca, if somebody comes to you and says, I want to marry you and takes his ring and gives to you, do you know what it means? It means I'm giving you my name. He's giving you his name. His house. What he has. Hey. That's why it's funny when you become rude later on. It's so fantastic. No, you don't have anything. You don't have a name. It's your only name from whatever. You have no child. You have nothing. Somebody comes to you, walk up and give you. That's why when I see wives who are rude to their husband, they don't behave well. They don't impress me. I don't enjoy their I don't enjoy their company. So, so when, when you advise them and they don't they don't listen. There are more girls than boys. More. More. Yes. And give thee two loaves. When you go home, go and read it and believe it and listen to it. It will, it will happen practically. Somebody will take what I give to you. Verse 5. And after thou shalt come, and you shall come to a company of prophets, your company will change. When you are anointed, you, you move with anointed people. Wicked people are no more found in your lives. Useless people are no more found in your lives. Wretched people are no longer found in your life. 
Thou shalt meet a company of prophets. And they shall prophesy. These are the type of people you are going to be encountering in your life. Verse 6. And the spirit of the Lord will come upon thee. And thou shalt prophesy with them. Wow. This means that you shall preach. You shall preach. Prophesying is preaching. So anyone here who is not yet even into preaching, you see, you practice with your testimonies. When you give a testimony, it's a form of preaching. Yes. I see you up there giving a powerful testimony. I am invited all over the world. I've, I've been invited to Brazil. Yes, in a few weeks. To speak at the climax of the World Pentecostal World Fellowship. The climactic last final session. Which has been moved into the open air. Because of the crowds. Yes, to prophesy. In Brazil, is it not amazing? Look at, look at, look at our men from Ghana. These are Brazilians. They're not a Ghanaian church, a Pentecost church in Brazil, or maybe Ghanaian fellowship in. These are Brazilians, Pentecostal world fellowship, the whole world. Wow. Huh? Thousand. He says, "You, you will speak. You will preach. You will speak my words. You will speak my words." You are turned into a marvelous preacher in Jesus' name. And this is the last one. It says, and shall be turned into another man. I like this part. I said, I like this part. You know, the anointing changes you so much. Today, I'm going to give you a prayer topic. Okay? It is your, it's going to be your number one. Your, your, your arm is healed in Jesus' name. It will, it will move. It will do everything in Jesus' name. I, I tell you, I'm going to give you a topic to pray for. Eh? Pray for it earnestly from today. Okay, pray for the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, Luke 11, he said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts, how much more will your father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask for it? You see, people don't have the Holy Spirit and the anointing because they don't ask. comes, comes, comes. You change. You, you change. Last week Sunday, I visited somebody and the person was saying, you have changed so much from how much, how I knew you. 
you, you sound different. I said, me? He said, it's so different sounding. He said, I listened to you preaching on the radio. It sounds different. You know, I was very quiet in school. You see me, half cast boy sitting there quietly. But when the spirit of the Lord. I wish we had our carpet here. We are going to have carpet here. This is an anointing. You will fall down now. This this place for falling down. We are here to we are here for falling down. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I say you'll be turned into another type of girl. You know, some of you sometimes your mothers can really blast you. How many mothers have blasted you before? Like foolish girl. This, 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 this. Have you heard it before? Your mother will be surprised at you. I say your mother will be surprised at you. Amazing. I'm so excited about your future. Are you as excited as I am about your future? But even some of you, your parents have already seen that there is a change in your life. Yeah. They've already seen that there's a change. Thou shalt be turned into another man. Like another, it's like you are another man. <laughs> it's so fantastic. One day, a man who knew me in my Calvary Road days, when I used to play the organ, he came to the cathedral and he wanted to see me. A pastor. And I had not seen him for a long time. And he came to my office. That time I had a big desk. So I sat behind the desk and he sat at the other side. As we sat there quietly, he said, I'm not used to this. I said, what do you mean you are not used to this? He said, I'm not used to you being, I mean, like what you are. I'm, I, I, I'm confused. I, I, I know you as an organist. But the Bible says the spirit of the Lord will come upon thee. Thou shalt prophesy with them and shall be turned into another man. One day, somebody will come to you and say, I'm, I'm not used to, I'm not used to, I'm not used to, I'm not used to you. I'm not used to you the way you are. I'm not used to you. I'm not used to you. I'm not used to you. One day, I was in Malaysia. 
And I heard the pastor of the largest church in the world, probably, Reverend Adeboye, giving a testimony. He said he went somewhere, he was there one day, and um, a lady came that she wanted to see him. With a problem, I think a child, something, problem for her to pray. He said when he went, he recognized the lady. And this is one of my former girlfriends. Yes, I tell you, he said, Hey, when he saw, and I was amazed. There's a pastor with two million. When they have a meeting, two million people come. When you give your life to Christ, you, you take a bus from the back of the church to the front to give your life to Christ. They take offering with buses. Listen, otherwise I will not finish telling you my story. And he said, he saw this lady, he said, this was, used to be his, one of his girlfriends. And this time, she was not seeing him for whatever used to be. Shadalaba Sakabayana. But this time, she was looking for him for anointing to solve the practical problem that she had. Whatever you have done in your past, is you are totally transformed by the anointing in the name of Jesus. I was amazed. Yes. The transformation. Here is a woman that you used to sleep with. Now here she is here. Coming for prayers and anointing. Receive your transformation. In the name of Jesus. Do you like the anointing? Do you like the Holy Spirit? Do you want more of the Holy Spirit? Amen. I know. We can go on and on and on. But I want to tell you, I'm giving you a homework. Luke 11, 13. Pray for the Holy Spirit. All of you girls who have bad tempers and cannot cook by the anointing, you are, you are going to be transformed into good-natured sisters, very soft and comforting girls, hospitable and able to cook and be nice, with soft and gentle voices. Receive the soft and gentle voice in Jesus' name.
Wow. What a blessing. Everybody stand to your feet. And lift up your hands and ask God for the Holy Spirit and the anointing. Father, thank you so much for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Give us the Holy Spirit, Lord. What we lack, oh God, give it to us. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you. Heavenly Father, thank you for the anointing. Lay your hand on your head. Receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit now. Be filled with the Spirit. And may the vision of Zechariah, the vision of the anointing, never depart from your heart. It's not by might. It's not by force. It's not by strength. It's by my Spirit, says the Lord. May it come to pass practically in your life. In Jesus' name. Amen Every head bowed, every eye closed for a moment If you are here today You want to give your life to Jesus um, You haven't given your life to Jesus Christ Maybe somebody invited you here But you are not born again But you, you want to be born again You want to give your life to God Then lift your right hand quickly as I pray with you right now God bless you God bless you God bless you Lift it up high Pastor pray with me I want to give my life to Jesus Christ today. God bless you. Lift your right hand up high and I'm going to If you've lifted your hand, come to me in the front. Just come. Come 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 from where you are standing. Come quickly. Come running. Come, come let me pray with you. Come running to that mercy seat where Jesus is calling. His grace will be your covering. His blood will. All right, let us pray. Say this prayer with me. Come quickly, please. Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I give my life to you. Have mercy on me. I'm sorry for what I have done that is wrong. Close your eyes. Say, Lord Jesus, cleanse me, wash me with the blood of Jesus. I give my heart, I give my life, I give my everything to Jesus Christ.
Thank you, Lord, for saving me today. I confess my sins. I repent of my sins in the name of Jesus. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me today. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. God bless you. Now, uh, where do they go? Let me give you one of my books first of all. Our communion is next. Let's be ready. All right. How you can become a strong Christian. God bless you. Now go with our pastor this way and you come back and join us in one second. Just go this way. God bless you. You may be seated, everybody. Now, let's have our communion very, very quickly. Now, listen. Are you there? I want to ask everybody here who wants to walk in the anointing to join the army of the Lord. One day, a certain pastor was standing at the back of the church greeting all the members and everybody kept coming bye 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 then a brother came and the pastor said ha where have you been you are not in church you don't work you don't do anything you have not joined the army of the lord and the brother said i am in the secret service of the church i'm in the secret service of the church army that means that I am around, but I'm secret. Some of you here are saying that you are in the secret service of the church. That's why we don't see you and we don't feel you. And even those of you who say you are on holiday, you must know that the devil is never on holiday. So you must rather join in whatever we are doing. The devil doesn't take vacations. Distribute everything straight away. Once you are holding it in your hand And then we take it We are going to receive it It's a blessing Now we need more people For two things that are very important The communion Which I believe I can see More people are helping today And then number two With bus captains We need bus captains Captain over the Lord's inheritance Because Soon you are going to see more buses than cars. The buses here will be more than the cars. Because most people don't have cars. And everybody, we are going to give bus for everybody, from wherever. Amen. So if Miocho needs 11 buses, there will be 11, but not two. You understand? Yes. So we need more people to help. So when we close, everybody who does nothing, Come to the front and see L.P. Vivaldi. Okay? And she's going to be standing on this side. And then L.P. Who again? Erica on this side. Or Lulu. Lulu is going to be here. So just people who want to help. Don't, don't sit in the church and do nothing. Because before we are here today, people have swept. People have worked. It's like you, their church is just entertainment. You see, this is a younger Church, the average age group is younger. We have our older brothers. They are the Greater Love Club. Their love is now great. 
So, even I'm meeting all Greater Love members, please, all the older uh, people in the church, please, I'm meeting with you here because we are going to do a powerful ministry to shame all the young people and for them to see that we are very young in the church. Amen. Huh? Yes. And our service starts on Saturday night where we have, um, what do you call it? Carnivals. Every Saturday we have somewhere. We are forming First Love Club in every school in Ghana. We are sharing daily devotional in every school in Ghana. Our first service is here at 7.30. By 10, the first service is over. Then the main service starts at 10.30, 11. By 11, we started. Okay, so 11 to whatever we've closed. This is not a grown-up church. We have to close early. We have to... People are going to business. I beg you, if you want those things, go to the Kodesh. Those things are there. That one is one and a half hours. They've closed. All right. So, please, don't, if you need that, we have so many options. Okay. That's why we have KFC and we also have uh, 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 Papaya. It depends on what you feel like. Then you go there. Then, um, in the afternoon, when we close, we have schools, a lot of schools. And many of us don't know basics. Yes, you know a lot about sex, pornography, even girls. Something you haven't done before, you know a lot of things about it. Raise your hand if it is true in the front here. And what I'm saying is true. Most more girls, oh, you know so many bad things. So, the church, we are trying to teach you a lot of things that we may not preach in the afternoons in the service. So there are going to be schools always on Sunday. And then we have uh, the fourth service, which is one is Saturday, two is in the morning, three is 10, 30, 10, about 10, 30, 11 we start. And then the evening, the schools come on. And then the last service usually is either a miracle service somewhere or if we have something like wisdom impartation for the uh, first lecture, then it is always here. It will always be here. But the sound is not good. We, you know, our church, we like concerts. So, when, when, we are waiting for the sound. When all these things, the sound will change. It will be nicer. And then, there will be a lot of concerts, lights, stars, so many things. Yes. People will be coming here for concerts. Yes. Is it fantastic? Yeah. So, don't make yourself holiday, retire. There's no retirement. Satan, look, when I was in secondary school, people usually backslide in the holiday and then they come back. Yes. I saw one girl who was in form five. She told me I've had more than 200 boyfriends. Form five girl. More than 200 in form five. And she told me most of the time it is holiday time. Holidays. When I go on holiday, vacation. Yes. You are free from all these things in Jesus' name. Have you finished sharing the communion? Wonderful. Now, let us approach the table of the Lord. This is a table of healing for everyone here. 
Spiritual things cannot be explained fully. That's why when you read Jeremiah, Zachariah, you see that some part at least you don't understand it fully. Yes. How can it be that this bread is the body of Christ? And how can it be that this, what is in your hand, is the blood of Jesus? How can eating somebody's flesh and drinking somebody's blood help you? Are you a cannibal? But Jesus said, my flesh is meat indeed. And my blood is drinking. It's a real meal and it's a real drink. Today you are about to receive a real meal and a real drink. One day I saw a tablet somebody gave me. It was very small. And I was told the wonders that this small tablet can do. I was amazed. And it was true. Small like this. Even science have learned so many things. And they know that this small thing can save your life. Today, as we are taking a meal and a drink, you are receiving all the healing that you need. There are many diseases we call waterborne diseases. It is in the drink. The disease is in the drink. The disease is in the drink. That's why it's called waterborne. And diseases in the food that you eat. Do you know that even breasts, breast cancer, do you know what they are found? They are found that, that if a woman can reduce her weight be, below a certain point, 60%, that's 6 out of 10 breast cancers will not come on. Yes. That's, that, it was headlines, UK newspaper, Daily Mail. 6 out of 10. Affected by weight, which is the eating. So when Jesus said, My flesh is meat indeed, this is a supernatural meal. Today you are receiving something fantastic and supernatural. Stand to your feet. Other sisters, we are one, and our lives have just begun. In the spirit, we are young, and will live forever. Sons of God, hear His holy word. The table of the Lord is his body, drink his blood, and will sing a song of love. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Shout together to the Lord who has promised. Reward happiness a hundredfold and will live forever. 
his holy word gather round the table of the Lord is his body drink his blood and we'll sing a song of love hallelujah 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 father we declare this to be the body of Jesus Christ And as we receive it today, we thank you that you said, my flesh is meat indeed. As we receive this supernatural meat, we thank you that there is a transplant, kidney transplant, liver transplant, eye transplant, brain transplant, any transplant of any part of our body that is not well, we receive it as we receive the flesh of Jesus Christ. Whatever cannot be in the flesh of Jesus Cannot be in our flesh We thank you and we declare it to be so In Jesus name The body of Jesus Christ And now, whatever is poisonous in your blood is neutralized by this drink. Whatever sin you have committed and mistake you have made in your life is wiped out by the blood. When I see the blood, I will pass over. Whatever punishment is determined for you and destined for you, I declare today that it passes over. The blood of Jesus. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross the emblem of suffering and shame and I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost Father, thank you for healing, for miracles, for the touch of your power on everyone here today. In the mighty name of Jesus, receive your miracle for yourself, for your family, for your child, for your wife, for for your body. Receive the blessing and the healing of the Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. 
and everyone shouted amen God bless you you may be seated we believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's word for audio CDs DVDs books and other resources by Dikewood Mills please visit our website at www.dikewoodmills.org God richly bless you ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's a thing about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty. Series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC. ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's a thing about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty. Series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC.